Phoenix Talks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are celebrating Veganuary by discussing the history and significance of the vegan movement and Noodles and Company, debuting a low-carb, high-protein linguine. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the X Talks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, food industry journalist and webinar moderator at xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by Aisha Rashid and Vera Kovacevic. Thanks for coming today. So I'm going to start us off with a story about Veganuary. So we're nearly two weeks into um, Vegan January, which is an annual challenge that encourages people around the world to switch to a vegan diet and lifestyle for a month. Um, and if you're unaware, this would entail abstaining from uh, animal products, including food, clothing, and cosmetics. Now, to me, this seems like a very daunting task, but last year, uh, nearly, or actually over 500,000 people signed up for Veganuary, um, which is which is a pretty significant number. So I just want to get into sort of the history and significance of Veganuary, as well as what some food and beverage companies are doing to take part in the challenge. So Veganuary started in late 2013, and it began as sort of just a simple conversation between husband and wife, Matthew Glover and Jane Land, and both of them were ethical vegans. So they were searching for a way to inspire more people to stop eating animals. So they founded Veganuary as a crowdfunded campaign the following year in 2014 uh, with four main aims, and those were to increase participation, encourage corporate outreach, grow the global movement, and increase awareness. So Veganuary also exists to promote veganism by breaking down its misconceptions and presenting information in a friendly and non-judgmental manner, which is a big issue in the vegan community regarding judgment and, you know, pressure to sort of comply. So it teaches participants that there's multiple reasons to switch to a vegan lifestyle for ethical reasons, health benefits, and for the, cl- for the planet or any combination of those motives. So after its eight years in existence, the nonprofit and campaign has been extremely successful. So since 2014, the number of people joining the Veganuary movement has grown substantially year over year. So for example, in 2018, 170,000 people signed up, uh, which was a 183% increase from the previous year. And in 2019, the event reached uh, 14,000 signups per day, leading to a total of 250,000 signups by the end of December. And by 2020, Veganuary had welcomed its 1 millionth supporter. So with respect to businesses, hundreds of restaurants and grocery stores have promoted Veganuary and they've launched thousands of new products in the UK, which is where it all started. Um, But obviously the movement is not limited to the UK. It's reached um, nearly 200 other countries, and it regularly parts, partners with NGOs to promote veganism to different cultures. So aside from the charity's significant influence on plant-based businesses, the results from its six-month follow-up survey uh, from Veganuary of last year revealed some pretty promising outcomes. So a large majority of participants permanently reduced their meat consumption, and 68% uh, also reported health benefits like more energy, better skin, and improved mood. 
So in terms of what uh, some food and beverage companies are doing for Veganuary, we have a lot of high-profile companies, along with some smaller brands, launching new items or campaigns. Um, so participants will be able to partake in launches from uh, the likes of Boursin, the cheese company, Chipotle, Domino's, among others. So Boursin, which is a very popular cheese spread, um, uh, it announced that it would be making a plant-based version of its iconic cheese spread to the delight of vegans worldwide. And funny enough, I actually saw this a few days ago um, at a supermarket and I smiled because I'm like, I wrote about that. <laughs> um, the launch of Boussain Dairy-Free Cheese Spread Alternative came earlier this year and it promised to embody the same original taste uh, as the cheese version. And now they've expanded to Costco stores across the U.S. Uh, as well. So Chipotle, very popular American fast casual restaurant, announced uh, that it would be launching a plant-based chorizo across all of its U.S. locations. S similarly to Boussaint, it claims to boast the same flavor as the original chorizo, um, but it's made with chipotle peppers, tomato paste, smoked paprika, and pea protein. So the vegan chorizo was trialed last year, and it's now available in three different lifestyle bowls. So Domino's, the pizza chain, is also expanding its line of vegan offerings for the month. So it dropped its pepperoni pizza, which is uh, served with a vegan-friendly version of Domino's much-loved garlic and herb dip. So the vegan pizza features vine-ripened tomato sauce, Domino's vegan cheese, and specially created vegan pepperoni alternative from the vegetarian butcher. So they already have a few vegan pizzas like the vegan margarita, the chick ain't, and the vegan veggie supreme. But on the sweeter side, uh, ice cream bag Ice cream brand Magnum launched some vegan flavors or some mini versions of its vegan flavors, the vegan classic and vegan almond. And coffee lovers uh, will love this. Starbucks is also launching some new oat milk beverages in the UK, including strawberry and vanilla, dark cocoa uh, and orange and honey and hazelnut. And not to mention it also has a new plant-based pecan and caramel brownie that is also on the way. So anyone who wants to participate in Veganuary can visit the company's website and sign up with their email address. And they can also participate without signing up on the website. But no matter the reasons um, and with so many ways to be vegan, it's likely that this year uh, is going to reach record signups, or at least I think so. Um, so question for you guys. Any, do you think you'd ever try Veganuary? Um, do you think you, you know, have the willpower? Do you think you have the, you know, motivation to do it? And what are your thoughts on this whole movement? I would definitely, definitely like to try it. Um, I think more so than willpower, um, it's just the availability of like products and just um, also, you know, what um, lifestyle wise, it's just sometimes not the easiest to find vegan products and vegan products that can be substituted for things that we typically use in uh, our foods and dishes. So that's just the concern. But I think it's totally doable. Um, if I speak from uh, uh, for, for myself personally. And I think it's, it's a really great movement. I hadn't heard about this before. And um, it's really great that you brought this to light. Um, but I, I think it's something that I can see myself doing. And it's a, it's a challenge like any other. Um, and 
I think vegan food actually has come a long way since, when was this, 2013? So almost 10 years ago. And there are so many vegan options and so many alternatives that are vegan-based for things like dairy products and meat products, of course. So I think it would be easier to do this now than maybe perhaps it was just several years ago. And I'll also add that Veganuary on their website, they also, um, they, they can send you a lot mm. of um, resources as well, even like meal plans, I think and there's a lot of like collaboration involved. So it, they really help you like get mm. started and, and sort of answer all those questions like that you that you would have at the beginning of, of a mm. challenge like this. So they really do try to, uh, to help you get through it. Um, and also, I don't think they would make you feel bad if you slipped up. <laughs> <laughs> I also wonder, is the reason why this month is in January? Because they think people are making New Year's resolutions. And so maybe uh, maybe that's why it's in January. I'm not sure why they picked January of all months. That's a good question. I was also thinking of, like, could they have even picked another month or at least, uh, you know, because of the name? I think January was a good uh, word to incorporate vegan into <laughs> rather than like fe- like February or March like it just wouldn't have I don't think any other month would have worked as well yeah I don't know that's a theory but I, I I I think the main reason yeah I think that makes sense like you're starting a new year you're starting a new you know resolution or whatever so that's 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 likely the reason um although I couldn't exactly find why but um yeah, uh, in terms of myself, I am on the fence of whether I, I could I could actually do it. And for me, it's more of a willpower thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, I've just always eaten uh, meat and dairy. And um, that's not to say that I couldn't for a month. It's just to say that, you know, if no one's really holding me accountable, I think it would be really tough. So maybe doing it with a friend, uh, you know, or family member would make things easier as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so many, I wouldn't call it temptations, but just if you look around, um, I think I was out one day and I wanted to try this new vegan place. It's like a takeout, kind of semi-casual dine-in place. I was just going to do takeout, but they closed super early and I was like, oh no. Because um, they seem to still be very niche sometimes, like a mm-hmm. lot of these places. And I turn around and I'm like, okay, I'm hungry and lo and behold, Popeye's is there, you know, (laughs) fried chicken, goodness, and you're like, uh, so I think just mainstream, even, it's just really hard to find vegan options, um, and, uh, but it's cool to see that a lot of, um, companies are participating in this, like the, uh, cheese company that you mentioned as well, and I wonder if, like, are these products just, like, um, short term, or is this something that they would include in their lines? Uh, no, I think I think the Boulsain one is Boulsain, uh, yeah. like a permanent fixture, okay. um, permanent product, and I think the other ones as well um, are are going to be like permanent. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not at Domino's or at Starbucks, but um, they. I think they had, like I said, they already had some some vegan options too. So I think they were just expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you were saying earlier about like, you know, just, just options, that, that does say a lot because we are in a big city and just if you're in, you know, a smaller city or imagine. town, yeah. yeah, just imagine like how limited, um, you know, your, your, your options might be. So 
Um, yeah, it would definitely be more difficult to do this depending on where you live. Um, but I would imagine that the majority of people who sign up for this already, you know, have that access or have done, have looked into it already and sort of, you know, figured out, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Like, you got to kind of make a plan. This isn't something you just like jump into like, oh yeah, I'll try it. And you just like (laughs) eat bread for the month, you know, like, I think, I think it's an opportunity to like, you got to really want to do it though. Yeah. Um, and, and change your, your diet and your lifestyle too. Cause it's not just food either. It's like, you know, the cosmetics that you buy and even the mm. clothes that you buy, I think it's just like encouraging you to just live a more like vegan lifestyle and not, not just your diet either. So I, I think maybe that's a secondary thing, but, um, maybe, you know, if, if, if the food thing works out, then you could apply it to other, uh, aspects of your life as well. Yeah. Um, uh, so now I'll move on to a new story about a uh, pasta that claims to be low carb and high protein. So I said it is the latest to receive a better for you makeover. Um, so it is coming from a company called Noodles and Company, and they have very uh, aptly named it the Lean Guini. So Noodles and Company is a fast casual pasta chain and their new noodle has 56% fewer net carbs, 30% fewer total carbs, and 44% more protein than traditional wheat noodles. And it, uh, you know, all while maintaining the same taste and appearance as traditional linguine. So, um, you know, the company says that their menu innovation is extremely important. And when adding a new better for you option um, to their menu, they wanted to use fresh ingredients and deliver um, food that isn't only better for you, but it also, you know, maintains the same flavor. So the company's culinary team spent around two years developing the linguine uh, to offer guests a better for you version of their favorite dishes already on the menu. So the chain has been actively exploring low carb pasta alternatives since 2018 when they rolled out the zucchini noodles and then they also came out with cauliflower noodles and cauliflower gnocchi in early 2021. So what is it made of? How is it so low in carbs and high in protein? Um, it is made with uh, health sense flour. And I had to look this up because I had never heard of it before. But that is, um, it, it's a flour that contains 10 times the fiber of traditional wheat flour. Uh, and then it also has egg, vital wheat gluten, and durum flour. So um, in order to sort of integrate it into its menu and introduce it to guests, the company is testing three new dishes um, available only at the moment in select markets in a couple states. So there's the linguine lemon parmesan, the linguine fresca, um, which is a salad-like creation, and then the linguine um, shrimp scampi. So to encourage guests to try it, the uh, Noodles and Company created uh, the January Healthy Options Challenge. Funny that we were, I I actually don't (laughs) think this has anything to do with Veganuary, but um, I think it has to do with more of like a New Year's resolution thing. So throughout the month, um, guests who opt for the noodle uh, swap of linguine, zoodles, or cauliflutals, as they call them, um, at the test locations will receive like double the uh, noodles rewards points on their order. So it's just like incentivizing them to order it, I suppose. So the healthier alternatives to there have been other, you know, alternatives to traditional pasta that have been around for many years. Um, and this can include 
soba noodles, rice noodles, egg noodles, chickpea pasta, and red lentil pasta. But where linguine differs from these alternatives is that it closely mimics the taste and texture of traditional linguine rather than using a vegetable or other ingredients to augment its nutritional profile. But um, linguine may face some competition um, on the consumer-facing side. So in November of last year, a better-for-you macaroni and cheese called Goodles or Goodles uh, was launched on its DTC website. And um, outside of the pasta space, but still in the carb space, we had um, Better Bagels, uh, which is a low-carb, high-protein bagel that uh, sort of harnessed the fa- similarly harnessed the power of food tech. Um, you know, in its creation. So while these better for you versions of fan favorite snacks and meals may seem too good to be true in terms of nutrition, there seems to be a recurring caveat, which is price. So Goodles for four boxes, 20 bucks, while four better bagels, 18 bucks, and neither of those include shipping, and they're also not available in stores yet. So even Linguini comes at a high price tag since it commands an 8 to $10 surcharge when substituted uh, in any made-to-order dish. So sometimes you'll see, um, you know, substitute for gluten-free noodles or, you know, other things like that where it's 2 to $3. This one shocked me at 8 to $10 um, when you substitute it. But you get those uh, noodle points. So, <laughs> you know, if, if that means anything to you. But despite the markup, there's a clear demand for these better few alternatives in all sectors of the food and beverage industry. So the global health and wellness food market was estimated at $95.56 billion in 2020, and it's expected to reach $162 uh, and some change billion in 2026 with a compound annual growth rate of 9.2%. So that is a significant number. Um, and I, I've noticed this trend of... Um, the plant-based space is kind of doing the opposite, whereas it used to, um, or it still does, but um, in the past, it really focused on mimicking real meat and kind of doing anything in its power to accomplish that. Um, and now we're seeing it in in different food uh, sectors. So with, with bagels and uh, noodles now, they're trying to just create a healthier version um, of the original product while just trying to maintain everything it possibly can about the flavor and the texture, um, but it always comes at a higher price tag. So um, just wanted to see, you know, would you try this? Uh, Do you think that uh, we'll start seeing uh, other pasta companies sort of coming out with uh, new, healthier uh, pasta? Uh, Because right now this is only available at a restaurant. You can't buy it yet. So uh, yeah, what are your your thoughts on this? I would... 100% love to try it. And, um, well, my reason is because, like, I think on most days I kind of overdo how many carbs I eat. Like, Mm -hmm. I I love (laughs) pasta. I love bread. I love rice. I I have to eat it every day, and I I usually go overboard. I know that carbs are kind of like the foundation of your nutritional profile, but there are some consequences if you kind of overdo it by eating too many carbs every day, which is something I... I know I do. Um, so I would love to try it. Uh, regarding the price, um, I don't know if it's something I would try all the time, because just because it's a little bit a little um, pricey, but I think it has a lot of potential. And low-carb pasta, I think it's also good for, uh, for example, diabetics. 
um, because they really have to watch how many carbs they eat every day because too many carbs can increase blood sugar levels. So, you know, it's it has a lot of promise. Yeah, I agree. I would definitely try this as well. And I think uh, there's been such a huge push towards, well, not push, but just a huge trend towards low carb um, products because of uh, diets like the keto diet in recent times, right? So um, previously, low carb diets were recommended, like uh, Vera, you were saying, for you know people like uh, diabetics or people who had other health conditions. But now, with the awareness that you know high carb diets are are not healthy, um, and with stuff like keto diets, as I just said, um, I really think low carb is here to stay and you're seeing this in so many areas not just pasta but in breads and uh, so many other food products so I think this is really really cool I would definitely try it um, and I think there's just so much scope because when you go low carb you do sacrifice a lot in taste and so I think the, the evolution and is still happening in terms of tr just trying to strike that balance between taste and getting that low carb profile. So um, companies are really going at it. There's so many low carb products coming out, like it seems like almost on the daily. So, yeah, what I thought was cool about this too, is that it wasn't, you know, it's not developed by a startup. It was developed by like a, you know, a, a restaurant train, a chain, their yeah. culinary team, which is really interesting too, because I feel like they really focused on, you know, the flavor, or at least they created dishes to like augment the flavor and maybe mask any of the things they're still kind of working on. But I thought that was really cool because it's, I feel like we don't really see that too it's much. True. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I think they would have the expertise in that area, of course, yeah. right? Um, uh, being a restaurant. So it, it makes sense. But yeah, mm -hmm. you've never seen it before, really. So that makes it pretty novel. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.